everybody. He's Marty. She's Lorraine. I'm Doc. No, wait. He's George. I'm Biff. She's Jennifer. That ain't it either. Oh, my God. We might not be going back to the future, but we're in the present with Vikings Report. Drew and Ted Drewster, how are you? Going back in time. <laughs> what about Back to the Future, Ted? What a great movie that was. Absolute classic movie. It predicted, like, the Cubs winning the World Series. Wait a minute. Cubs win World Series. I think, like, within a year of that happening, too. It was pretty, pretty wild. That's that crazy, man. Yeah. That is crazy. I watched the original. Didn't watch the other 15 they made. The other two, like, two and three were actually not too bad. The original, I think, was still the best. But two and three weren't bad. Well, maybe I will go back and check it out then, because most of the time I'm an originals guy, Ted. Oh, yeah. You know, you know me, just talking to me, you go, that Drew, he's an original guy. Whoa, this is heavy. Alien series, though, those are all classic. One of the upgrades from the original Back to the Future to 2 and 3 is that Marty's girlfriend, Jennifer, was played by Elizabeth Shue from Adventures in Babysitting, Elizabeth Shue. I've got the... Danny's girlfriend in Karate Kid, Elizabeth Shue. Right. Leah Thompson, our friend. We've done Leah Thompson. We've done Leah Thompson like three times on this oh. show. Marty, I'm almost 18 years old. It's not like I've never parked before. What? Hold on. Hold on. We've referenced her multiple times on this show. As Ted just said, we've done <laughs> Leah Thompson in all the right moves. And yeah. Oh, Red Dawn. So she's been on a couple of Vikings. You know what, Ted? 1985. Back to the Future, Goonies, Breakfast Club, and Weird Science. All in 1985. I think it's time we hop on the DeLorean and go back to 1985 <laughs> so we can watch a damn good movie. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious 88 miles per hour, flux capacitor fluxing. Let's go. Let's see if you bastards can do 90. Christopher Lloyd's best character, Jim Ignatowski. Or Doc. Mignatowski. Yeah. He is such a great actor. thing about Christopher Lloyd is those are two such completely different characters, and he played them both so well. Totally, dude. So well. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to check that out on my uh, off-season time, because we had a lot of... We had a lot of off-season time, Ted. There's not a lot going on in, in Minnesota Vikings world right now. As everybody knows, it's the dead period up until training camp starts. But we got stuff going on here at Vikings Report. Well, first of all, asking, Ruby, how are you doing tonight? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds fired up, doesn't she? I'm doing good. It's usually, I'm doing good. Man, she'd be a hell of a post-game interview. So, uh, Ruby, thoughts on the game tonight? It was good. <laughs> How about your play? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it was good. But anyways, Ruby, glad you're here doing all the editing and the stuff that you do. Hey, Toonsis, Toonsis, you see Back to the Future? Oh, yeah, of course. Now, Ruby, have you seen the other two movies, the second and third, Back to the Future 2 and 3? You know, I've seen all of them, but the only one I can remember that I liked was one where Biff had the sports book. <laughs> <laughs> where he, he could predict all the winners, yeah. and he became like this giant. The second one, Biff became like this billionaire sports booky guy, and he has like this gaudy, <laughs> this gaudy casino hotel thing.
Yeah, it's pretty funny. But yeah, no, we got a lot of stuff going on here. We got a mailbag coming up tonight. We took some uh, viewer questions. We're going to answer those. Our draft pick review slash depth chart analysis continues this week with fifth round selection. Asazi Otomehu. Did I say that right? I don't know. We're going to try our best tonight. If you're a Vikings and University of Minnesota fan, you'll recognize him as being a member of the Minnesota Fight and Flex. Golden Gophers, row the boat, Sky Yuma. What does that mean, Sky Yuma? Sky, Sky Yuma, I don't know. It was. It's in a rouser. Rah, rah, rah for Sky Yuma. Rah, 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 rah for the U of M. I've been involved in a lot of arousers over my years, Ted. I've never, <laughs> said, never been one of them. I can't guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. One of the other things we got going on here is our Rook Dog Challenge. Drew, why don't you talk to us about the Rook Dog Challenge? What's all that about? What the Rook Dog Challenge is, it's a contest where you can win $100. Oh, Tony, you can win yourself $100. All you have to do is name the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year and the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. You name both those players, you can get $100. Now, entries open right now. We're taking entries in our comment section below, not on Facebook, not on Twitter, only in the YouTube comment section below. So write down who you think, right, NFL offensive rookie, so-and-so, NFL defensive rookie, so-and-so, and you're entered. You only get yeah. to enter one time, correct? Right. You only enter once. If you enter on, on this show, then you don't need to enter the rest of any other shows. You enter one time. You cannot change your entry. So think about it very carefully. If we have a tie, we'll reach you into the hopper. And we'll pull a tie out. Yeah, our bag of cornucopia, our tiebreaker bag that we've been using for all their contests in the past. You've been watching us. So put the name of you, who you think the NFL offensive and defensive rookie of the year, not the Minnesota Vikings, the NFL, which stands right. for not for long if you keep making calls like that. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. I'll be selling groceries. <laughs> we will take entries all the way up to the last Saturday show before the NFL kicks off that following Thursday. So we'll let you know. Just get your picks in by the end of August, and you're yeah. fine. What the hell do we got coming up on? Oh, I know what we got to start with. What do we normally kick the show Shut off? Shut up, after? Ted! Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think with fly. <laughs> Ted? <laughs> I am cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Where we are? Saturday, June 25th. Ted, we are 78 days away from kickoff. 78! It's getting closer, man. Training camp's open next month. I've done longer stints in county jail than 78. Gotta get used to these bars, kid. <laughs> no problem, but 78 is no problem. I have done 0, 0.0 days and nights in county. Have never been to jail. Get out of town. <laughs> Going back in time. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. <laughs> You're playing too loud. You know, with nothing going on, we solicited questions. We got some really good ones. We're going to answer a few of them. And then we got our draft pick review and depth chart. And then for our trivia, we're going to go back in time. We're going to hop in the DeLorean and go back and do some trivia from the 1950s. All right. So. Our mailbag. So we'll start it off. We've got four questions. Ruby, if you're going to read them off, the first one I think we have is from GMAC72. What is it? 
Mailbag! No, don't do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Mailbag! Uh, no! Hey, no! Cut that. Cut that out. Okay. Say the Vikings start one and two, and then Kirk gets hurt. What would you do? And then also, what do you think the Vikings would do? And not only Kirk is hurt, but Kirk is hurt and out for the year. Great Scott! What would you do, Drew? First, I'd get that goddamn flex capacitor. <laughs> Try to roll this thing back in time! That's what yeah. I would do! Flex capacitor. Flexing. <laughs> oh, man, that is going to be the worst-case scenario. Mannion? No. I would immediately go to the free agent market, try to find me a Foles, Fitzpatrick, he retired, I'd call him. I'd find somebody in free agency to come in if we have a long-term problem, because Mannion's not going to win you any game. I know that doesn't sound like much, but that's what I would do. What do you think the Vikings will do? I think they would probably do the same thing. Not Spielman and Zimmer, but I think the new regime would do the same thing. Okay. And this is kind of my beef with why they re-sign him. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal until you're starter gets hurt and then it becomes a huge deal it depends on what happens in training camp you know giving Kellen Mond a fair shot I, I would think they would let him play a couple games as kind of a, a trial I agree with you they would absolutely sign up a, a veteran free agent like a Nick Foles Ryan Fitzpatrick type person not necessarily those guys but somebody like that I would ride with Kellen Mond until he proves that he absolutely cannot do it what will the Vikings do I think they'll do exactly what you said they'll uh they'll probably try and sign a, a veteran get him in right away and try and salvage as much of the season as possible. Great question, though. Yeah, very good question. Our next question from Jer Pletch. Jer Pletch. Jer Pletch. You got to say his name right. Pletch. Jer Pletch? Pletch. Pletch. Perfect. That was ideal. That's how you say his name. All righty. My he's bad. A big, he's a big guy on campus, Jer Pletch. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. All right, Jer Pletch. Ask, which of the remaining free agents do you see the Vikings trying to sign? Or should we wait for camp for other cuts? I don't want to say this guy's name because oh everybody's been talking about him. Churches, do not let him say it. <laughs> but no, there, there are no free agents out on the market I would sign. People have talked about and if was healthy, he'd have been signed by somebody by now. I think his knees are shot, and that's the reason he hasn't been signed. I have heard that he could not pass a physical, so not even thinking about that. So, no, there are no guys out there that just strike me as somebody the Vikings have to go get. Things always happen during training camp, and a, and a couple names get, you know, cut that you don't expect, and, and they very well could be positions of need for Minnesota, and I, I would think I would think they'll do that. I mean, the Vikings sort of do that every year. They get their initial 53-man roster, then they look at all the other cuts, and they make a two or three extra moves. I, I think that's what, what they're probably going to do, Drew. I think they're done with free agency, and the only way they tap back into free agency is with a major injury to one of their guy, one of their starters. Otherwise, I think they're 100% done. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Our third question from Jason Feinhag. Okay. Do you think... <laughs> oh, Christ. Do you think Kevin O'Connell is going to expand his offense beyond the McVay scheme? Jason's thoughts are that he may use some of his previous experiences with Shanahan. Maybe use him like the 49ers use use check. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think he's going to start out. He's going to start out slow, KOC, and see what he's got. He's already got more to play with than McVay does. He does. 
He has more toys than McVeigh. Look at the tight end position. Look at that position alone. He's got Irv Smith Jr., who's a hybrid tight end wide receiver. McVeigh has Johnny Doublepants. He doesn't have anybody worth anything. So I think KOC has better weapons, but I think he's going to start out slow, let him and Wes Phillips kind of develop what's going on within the team, what works best. And I think they're going to open it up from there. But the first month of the season, I think it's going to be pretty, I'm expecting it to be pretty basic. Now, if they open it up and get aggressive early, all the power to them. But uh, I think he will expand the offense in the long run more than what McVay has, just just based on the players he has. If reports out of the minicamps are to be believed, are to be believed. Try and say that three times fast. Try to be believed, try to be believed, try to be believed. They, they were really using Dalvin Cook a lot as a receiver. And I, I think if there's going to be a departure from what Sean McVay does in L.A., it would be using Dalvin Cook a lot more as a receiver out of the backfield than maybe he even was used in Minnesota under Clint Kubiak and Gary Kubiak and, and Mike Zimmer and more than the, the Rams offensive system uses uses their backs. Because, I mean, Cook, you know, we talked last week about how the – the Rams just sort of view the running back position as, as just a guy, kind of a plug and play. Dalvin Cook is not just a guy. I mean, Dalvin Cook's a guy you need to get the ball in his hands. Right. You could say that about Irv Smith. You could say that about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I agree overall that the Vikings have more weapons. And and uh, I don't really see a role for C.J. Ham. I mean, and again, nothing against C.J. Ham, but he was primarily a lead blocker. Well, he was primarily the Vikings' deep threat last year under the Mike Zimmer offense. But with Ham, why would you waste touches on C.J. Ham when you have Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith coming back, Dalvin Cook? Why would you waste a roster spot? I love Ham too, but did the Rams ever use a fullback? No, I get the the Shanahan connection and the way. Shanahan's using use Jack in, in San Francisco, but they've got Debo Samuel, Jimmy G's their quarterback. I, I mean, I just I just think the Vikings have a, a, a deeper set of receivers and, and running backs to go to. Heck, I'd even put Alexander Madison above CJ Ham in that regard, too. I agree. Now maybe they get like a use Jack like guy. Uh, I don't think CJ Ham is that guy. I uh, maybe they get a, a use Jack like guy and they will, but I right now, no, I'm I'm not seeing it, but that's just me. Good answer. It's great. You have good answers sometimes, Dad. Well, you know, blind squirrel finds nut. Film at 11. <laughs> Going to go back in time. <laughs> All right. And I think we've got one more question from Mr. Anthony. I'm a Tampa Bay Lightnings fan who are on the verge of losing the Stanley Cup to Anthony, we're sorry about your lightning, man. They are just getting throttled, man. <laughs> All right. Anthony wants to know, who do you guys think the offensive and defensive MVPs will be this year for the Vikings? Good question. Ooh, that's a good question. What do you think, Trister? Hmm. What is it? <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Uh, I- I'm going to say Justin Jefferson. And on defense, I am going to say Daniil Hunter. Those are good choices. Hunter's going to have 22 sacks. 22 sacks. What did he say? Write it down, Glover. I don't mince my word. 22 sacks. (laughs) And Zadarius Smith's going to have 18. That's 40 sacks between two guys. It's going to be an NFL record. I got that. Then I got uh, JJ. It's going to go off this season. 
He's going to pick all that Cooper Cup stuff up that Cooper Cup got in L.A. That's all his stuff to gather in now, Ted. So those are my two picks. Did Cooper Cup win the MVP? He should have. Did he I don't it? think he did. Let me let me look this up real quick. Oh, that's right. Aaron Rodgers won it. Oh, come on. Did he really? Yeah. Remember he showed up in that corduroy gangster oh, suit? Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. His hair all slicked back. He looked like he was part of the Manson family, only he was wearing a suit. <laughs> that's what Rodgers looked like. Right out of the Manson family. How does Cup not win the MVP of a league? The reason I ask that is because I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins. I do. I truly, I truly believe it's going to be Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins isn't the offensive MVP for the Vikings this year, he never will be because this is arguably the best line he's had. He's got a head coach that can actually talk to, you know, more than 30 minutes once a week. He's got a real collaborative kind of environment going on with, with the new staff. He really has no excuses, does he? he? He has none this year. He has none. He's got all the weapons you need to be successful. So I, I'm going to say Kirk Cousins. And on defense, if he stays healthy, Eric Hendricks. I'm very excited with this new role or with this new defense, the 3-4, and I, I think that's going to be a, a setup that, that really plays well into what Eric Hendricks does. He's kind of been overlooked before for NFL accolades and honors, and, and I, I think this is the year he, he really breaks through and has a monster, monster year. All right, so those are our four good questions this week. Thanks very much. We got more questions. We'll get to them as the summer progresses. We'll try and do a couple a week. But that pretty much does it for our mailbag segments. Mailbag? No, no. Edit that out. I thought it, I think it sounds kind of cool. Mailbag! Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. No, we don't copy what other shows do. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. All right, so now we're moving on to our draft pick review slash depth chart analysis. If you remember, we started this back in episode 62 with tight end Nick Muse, and we've worked our way up to Jalen Naylor, and then we went to Vidarian Lowe, and then we did Ty Chandler last week. And this week, we are up to our fifth round pick, fifth round pick, number 165 overall, Usezi Odomehu from the University of Minnesota. The fighting flex out of Dinky Town. Right now, I just want to give thanks to God, my family. Um, I know they're behind me 100%. And I want to thank my coaching staff, like in Minnesota, and all the coaches that actually impacted my life. And anybody like that has came across me, pushed me to be a better person, I feel like. That's really what it's all about, like seeing um, a young person from Indianapolis grow to be the best person they can possibly be. So I'm, I'm truly grateful for this opportunity, this moment. Um, I can't give enough thanks to God. Like, when, when I first got the um, phone call, I looked down at my phone and I seen it was a 612 number and I instantly I knew it was Minnesota. And uh, I just looked around and tears came down my face. And I picked up and after it was emotions flying from left and right, like hitting me. Like uh, I haven't cried like that in a minute. So I, I was just ecstatic. I'm just ready to rock and roll with the Vikings, I would say. The fighting flex. <laughs> fighting flex maybe have a squad this year, Dad. Listening to and, and following, you know, folks on Twitter that are also Vikings fans and Gopher fans, they either really, really like PJ Fleck or they don't like him at all. There doesn't seem to be a gray area with 
how people feel about P.J. Fleck. Personally, I think he's a good coach for the Gophers. I think he's, he's doing a lot of good things with that program. I hope he gets them to the Big Ten Championship where they face Ohio State and get crushed. Butthead! <laughs> I'm not much of a Fleck fan. That rah-rah stuff, I don't, I don't know. Michigan pounds them every time they play them. They have for 40 years. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's true. But he does, you know, he kicks out some good players, and Otomewo is one of them, or Otamawo. Yeah. Otamawo, pronounced Otamawo. I'm guessing on the name, Ted. What do you like about this kid? Well, when you start looking back, you look at his beginning. He started as a commitment to Western Michigan. Really? When P.J. Fleck was at Western Michigan. Oh. And then Fleck left there to go to Minnesota, and he followed him over there. Three-star recruit from the great Ben Davis High School. Red-shirted in 2017. Scout team player when he first started. Came along, came along, got a little better. And last year, he was an honorable mention, Big Ten defensive end. His career, he had 81 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks. Last year, he had 30 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks. That's what he had just in 2021. And he's an interesting cat because I know, I I have a feeling I know why why Minnesota went after. First off, they had him at that pre-pro day, so they've been watching him really closely. The thing that jumps out to you with this guy is his versatility, Ted. His versatility, his knowledge of the game, and his potential that he has, just like the other guys we've talked about. He played in a lot of different schemes and a lot of different sub-packages with the Gophers. And to come in and to be asked to play a wide nine defensive end or to play a defensive tackle or to play a five technique or whatever... Uh-huh. They were they ran a lot of different fronts over there at Minnesota with Fleck. To know each role in each position takes a lot of football knowledge. So I know he's up on that. And when I watch him on tape, I see a guy with a really big motor, a smart player on the field. And the thing I like best about him, and you think, well, with a defensive end, you want kind of a pass rush ability. His run stuffing ability is his strong point. If you watch him on tape, Ted, His ability to locate ball carriers is amazing. He's the first guy on the defense to see where the ball is. Every play, he's the first guy. So he he looks beyond the blocker, beyond the play. And if you got a good eye for noticing where the ball is on the field, man, you're halfway there. I think he could be a damn good player. So kind of like we do every week, we talk about the positive attributes of the player first. But again, there's a reason a guy like him with all those good characteristics Slips to the fifth round. What what are some of his things he needs to work on, if you will? Well, he's not really a pass rush specialist. A lot of times he has trouble getting off the blocker himself. There's a lot of room for improvement. It's kind of unfair to say because Fleck was bouncing him around so much. When you bounce a guy around so much, it's hard to see what he can really do good. Okay. I mean, they, they were flopping him inside, outside, like... That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> It was crazy, the sub-packages they ran in Minnesota. There was a lot of good defensive ends, and I think he presents a a problem in certain areas, but fundamentals is his only drawback. So this is interesting then, because I don't know if you've looked at the Vikings' depth chart lately, but now that they have got Ed Donatel in and and they're going to this 3-4, you know, for years the Vikings have had on their roster defensive tackle, defensive ends, right, linebackers. They now have defensive linemen and they have eight of them well they've got like 11 of them they've got like you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a guy named a guy uh assigned to the defensive line on the minnesota vikings roster 
they've done away with defensive ends and defensive linemen. So I, I think possibly Ed Donatel and the Vikings are now looking for guys that they can move in and out. And, you know, you're probably going to have your traditional nose tackle, like three technique guy, but four, three. So they're going to have, you know, two defensive tackles, two defensive ends as well. So they're going to have to have guys that can play inside and play outside in maybe a 4-3 passing scheme or, or in a base 3-4. I, I, I don't know. Still very new to me. So let's look at, at the rest of the defensive linemen on, on the Minnesota Vikings. They've got Jonathan Bullard, James Lynch, T.Y. McGill, Harrison Phillips, T.J. Smith, Kyrie Stevenson, Julian Taylor, Dalvin Tomlinson, Jalen Twyman, and Armand Watts. That Sorry. is a lot of people, Ted. That's a lot of guys. And I, I know like four of them. Now, Donatel's coming over from Denver. What Denver has done the last several years under Vic Fangio, with Donatel working under Fangio, is they had six defensive linemen. I think it's safe to say Dalvin Tomlinson and Harrison Phillips would pretty much be locks, wouldn't you? I would, and Watts. Those are my three locks. Would you go with Watts? All right, we'll go with Watts. Now, folks, <laughs> Drew and I, we're pretty solid football minds. I, I get it. But I'm sorry... I don't have the wherewithal to break down a guy like T.J. Smith because I know more about T.J. Hooker than I do T.J. Smith. Who is Jonathan Bullard? So to figure out who the other three guys are, so we, we figure out Phillips, Tomlinson, and, and Watts for sure. Ruby, if you'll put the graphic up, I downloaded Magic 8-Ball on my computer. We are going to do some scientific breakdown to see <laughs> who and who will not make the roster. So. <laughs> First guy we're going to talk about, Magic 8-Ball. Will Jonathan Bullard make the roster? You may rely on it. All right. Let me write that down. Yes, for Jonathan Bullard to make the final 53. This is very scientific, Ted. Yep. There's not many shows that are going to reach out and have the insight that we got. All right, next man up. Oh, Magic 8-Ball. Will James Lynch make the roster? Signs point to yes. Lynch gets a spot. Christ's sake. I may need an eight ball just to get through this. <laughs> All, right. All right. Magic eight ball. Will T.Y. McGill make the roster? My reply is no. Oh, T.Y. McGill gets a no. T.Y. McGill is a no. Sorry, T.Y. McGill. You live on the hill. You won't do it, but your sister will. <laughs> will T.J. Hooker Smith make the roster? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Okay, I'll write that down. Will Stevenson make the roster? My sources say no. Sorry, Tiafilo. Julian Taylor. I know more about Rip Taylor. Oh, Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> Will Julian Rip Taylor make the roster? Most likely. Oh, wow. So that's four. That's four plus R3 makes seven. Which yeah. they may keep seven, Ted. You don't know. They could. All right, here's a guy I'm rooting for. I, I hope he does make it. Jalen Twyman? Jalen Twyman. Magic 8-Ball, will Jalen Twyman make the roster? Flat out, yes. The 8-Ball is very favorative tonight, Ted. Yeah, it's kind of a very friendly 8-Ball. So the, the Magic 8-Ball <laughs> has Jonathan Bullard, James Lynch, TJ Smith, Tyree Stevenson, Julian. The only guy he doesn't have making is, is T.Y. McGill. So we got to cut a couple guys. Out of Ballard, Lynch, Smith, Stevenson, Taylor, or Twyman, pick two. No, pick three. Okay. I'm going to say Lynch is a yes. Yep. Twyman's a yes. Yep. That's what I got, too. And I'm going to say 
Julian Taylor just because Questy knows him and drank beer with him. Oh, okay. I'll go with TJ Smith. Okay. So yeah, I have I have uh, Taylor. You have TJ Hooker. Yeah, because because hopefully uh, he'll bring Heather Locklear with him. Was Heather Locklear on that? On TJ yeah. Hooker? Yeah, she was. God, she was so. I don't know the word. Some I'd attractive. Explain... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, attractive. The show that I loved you on was TJ Hooker. Remember that TJ? That was quite you. That little uniform. You never yeah. saw that. Show. Yes, I did. I still watch it now. I'm on like on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's creepy. That's my thing. I'm the creepy foreign guy. Uh, is it creepy to have watched your show? To go on the internet and do it is. Well, people go on the internet for much creepier things than watching reruns of yeah. T.J. Hooker. I mean, T.J. Hooker is like one of the softer elements of the internet these days. She shot me down. I asked her out one time. That's a long story. I don't no know way. Right. You got to tell me this story. Thousand Oaks, California. I went to a buddy's party. This is back in the early 80s. And my buddy went to Thousand Oaks at Newbury Park High School. Heather Locklear was in his class. They had a big party, big blowout, probably a couple hundred people. And we were there. And I told my buddy, I don't ask out Heather Locklear. Because she wasn't really a big actress or anything at the time. But she was kind of known a little bit. I asked her. and I was like, hi, Heather. <laughs> she just like was really polite about it and said, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> My buddy's trying to make me feel better going, ah, oh, dude, you didn't expect to actually go out with her, did you? Well, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, you're kind of a dope. Huh? <laughs> Dopes can't get dates, too? We talked. She's a great person, and she lost out on the Drewster. But Heather Locklear's loss is uh, Toonses' gain. See, Toonses, what do you think of that, Toonses? No, thanks, Heather. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> that might that might be the best one liner we've ever had on this show ever, hands down. Toots, you rock. Oh, all right. So that'll that'll do it. Oh well, wait before we go. Do you think Odo May Mayhu is going to make the roster? Man, I'm on the fence with. That. I'm going to say yes. See, now I I had him as a no, as a practice squad guy. But then when you were talking about his versatility and and with the way I think the Vikings are going to shuffle a lot of their defensive linemen other than maybe Tomlinson and, and Harrison Phillips, just based on the different looks they'll have. I think his versatility wins him a roster spot as long as he can continue to progress. So okay. I'll say Otome who makes it and uh, I'm going to drop Smith. So my six are going to be Phillips, Tomlinson, Watts, Lynch, Twyman, and Otome Those are my six. Okay. Same thing I got. All righty. See that right. magic eight ball helps us out. Ted it it, it kind of did. It kind of did. <laughs> we'll see how, how much better or worse we are with our highly scientific Magic 8-Ball method. Oh, highly. That does it for our draft pick review, depth chart analysis. We are now going to hop in the DeLorean, get it up to 88 miles an hour, hit the clock tower right at 10 o'clock, and we're going to go back in time for some trivia.
What's a grinder? Yes. Uh, I, I know this sounds a little ridiculous. You're going to have to keep it down. You're just too darn loud. Hello, hello. Today we're going to be doing Family Feud. We're going to play the Fast Money Round. Name a sport some mothers hope their child never plays. You said football. Survey said 34 points. Yes. Name a state that has a lot of sports teams. You said California. Survey said 30 points. Name a professional sport where the players make a lot of money. You said baseball. Survey said 27 points. Yes. Name an athlete who made the news for being involved in a big scandal. You said Kobe Bryant? Like a long time ago. Survey said? <sighs> Name an actor who started out as an athlete. You said Bubba Smith. Survey said? <laughs> so <bad. laughs> That's so bad. 91 points. Let's bring Drew back on. Drew, Ted got 91 points. You are going to need 109 points to win. No, I'm going to get 109. I should have said Fred Dreyer. <laughs> oh, Fred Dreyer would have been a good one. Name a sport some mothers hope their child never plays. You said boxing. And survey said? Number one answer was hockey. All right, name a state that has a lot of sports teams. You said Florida. The survey said... 18 points for that one. Name a professional sport where the players make a lot of money. Football. You said football. That was the number one answer. 29 points. Yes. 29. Um, that's 138. Here's, here's where it all goes down the toilet. Name an athlete. <laughs> Thanks. Name, name an athlete who made the news for being involved in a big scandal. You said shoeless Joe Jackson. And the survey said... Eh. How could that be? It was the Black Sox, the World Series. He threw the World Series. What was number one? Number one was Lance Armstrong. And just name an actor who started out as an athlete. You said Fred Ed Dreyer. Marinero. I said Fred Dreyer. <laughs> well, either one would have been. Really? I who got was no the top on guy? The, last two. the Rock. Oh, The Rock. <laughs> Question number two. This former NFL place kicker hosted the daytime version of Wheel of Fortune in 1989. I'm pretty sure that was Rolf Benershka, San Diego Chargers kicker. Oh That's my. correct. Yes! Somebody, you know what? I'm Ted's sorry. Fired. Shoot me. Shoot me <laughs> into the sun. <laughs> so it is obvious that Drew is a bigger fan of Peter Brady than Ted is. I was a bigger fan of Marsha, let me tell you. Me and Marsha, <laughs> we made out plenty of times. She just doesn't know it. All right, that's scary. <laughs> All right, our last question is awesome. Okay. And, and adorable, and it comes from Ted's grandson, Grayson. Yeah! Hi, my name is Grayson, and I want to ask you a question. Which Viking Titan has caught the most balls? Steve Jordan. Isn't that awesome? 
my grandson called in the show. That is cool, dude. Pretty happy about that. Thanks, Grayson. That, Thanks, Josh. That was Thanks, his little brother, Joshua, my other grandson. Ted is uh, beaming right now. Look at it beaming, isn't it? Yeah, You're cool. such a good grandpa, dude. Thanks, Thanks Grayson. Man. Did we get the answer right? Welcome to Toonsis Trivia. How you guys doing? Hello, Toonsis. Hello, Toonsis. Hello, Newman. Quarterback. Interception. Correct. Ted cheats, dude. <laughs> All right, slander. Ted. This is slander. Drew, the next word for you, the clue is practice. Practice. Allen Iverson. It's not the game. We're talking about practice, man. All right, Ted, next word. Your clue is linesman. Referee. No. Drew. Takedown. Linesman. I was going to say myself in the 80s. Uh. <laughs> Blitz. Correct. Yes. Jesus, I am just getting worked. Your clue is avoid. Avoid. Um... Step up. Drew. Quarterback. I was, for avoid, I was going to say playing Ted and password. But. <laughs> Another great show. Look, our subscribers. I still can't believe the, the growth of this show. I, I'm, I'm blown away every week, like 9,300 subscribers now getting a lot of comments, getting a lot of likes. I just really appreciate the support. I, I just can't put it into words. We got more stuff coming this summer. We're going to do a live hit with Chris Gage for a Vikings report. Rewind right around training camp, right after it starts. We'll figure a date out. Drew, thanks for being a great co-host. Thanks for all the knowledge you bring on our on our draft picks and everything. Ruby, I can't say enough about how awesome you do editing the show and making us look smart because that is the hardest job in show business, hands down. We'll try and do better the next time. Drew, why don't you take us home? Is thanks, Heather, going to be one of the greatest lines oh, ever, 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 <laughs> hands down. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and supporting our show. We really love it. We're on episode 66, and we are 78 days away from live Vikings football. 78 days. You know what that means? That means our live show after the game, and that also means the prize vault, Ted. That's the right. prize vault is coming back. Post-game prize vault. Yep. We got a lot going on. Get your picks in for the Rook Dog Challenge. And, Ted, thank you so much for being a great host, man. You really bring it. You, you put up with me, all my crap. We will see you all next Saturday, unless Ted's going fishing. I might. <laughs> you never know. I'll let you know. We'll see you next Saturday, folks. Say goodnight, Ted. Don't worry about my schedule. Goodnight, Ted. <laughs>